Hello and welcome to Euphoria, the podcast all about the great glam and garish from Eurovision past. My name is Roland Boddenham, and like Dracula awakening from a century of slumber, I'm joined by a woman who looks like a fallen angel, parties like El Diablo. She's often found in the wrong place, down the old discotheque, wearing Technicolor clothes, surrounded by Russian women, blood pumping with adrenalina, waking up in the morning with amnesia, saying growing up is getting old. Voila, it's Isabel Chilman. <laughs> That's your strongest <laughs> intro yet. Incredible. I well, thought you were going to pass out halfway through. <laughs> well, it's been long enough, so I thought I'd just pack them all in into, into one. Great I work. do. I, ha- I have just realised that I've used them all up on this first episode of this too, so I'm going to have to mm, make something up for the next mm, one. We'll see how okay. good that one is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, hi, Isabel. Hi, everyone. How are you? How are you doing, Isabel? I'm very well. Thank you very much, Roland. I was thinking, just before we started, that because it's been so long since we've spoken to these lovely, lovely listeners, um, probably it's too much to kind of cram in the past 12 months. So I thought we could just say something that's happened in the past, like, six hours that's happened that's, that's big in your life. Or maybe 24 hours. Jesus Christ. What's happened in the past 24 hours? I have got really into kimchi. In the last 24 hours? Yeah. Yeah, obsessed with the <laughs> okay, stuff. interesting. Obsessed with the stuff. And I got an Apple Watch. That's fancy, isn't it? Ooh, that is fancy. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's not bad. Uh, I had a pretty good chicken panini yesterday. Oh, so that was good. Sick. Amazing, yeah. And, and I've worn shorts for the first time in a long time, both yesterday and today. It's like 28 degrees and it's lovely. Sorry to rub that in. Brilliant. Because I know it's I know it's, oh, no, it's been absolutely pissing it down all day. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. went into the park this morning to do some exercise Ooh. and went to my usual spot. And there is, um, as is classic in Crystal Palace Park, which is right where, by I, li- where, where I live, and yeah. there's always things being filmed there. TV shows, movies, in and around the sports center, there's always stuff being filmed. Fancy. And as I was there, a group from uh, from whatever was being filmed today came up and were taking photos of where where I was where I was exercising. Huh. Um, <laughs> and I overheard them, but well, because they weren't speaking very quietly, one of them said to the other, yeah, this is the perfect spot really, because look how grim it is. Look how grim it is. He said it more than once. To the, to, to, in fact, he said it so many times that one of the other people had to go, you have to stop saying the word grim. There is a woman right there. <laughs> well, I hope it wasn't you contributing to that. No, that well, wouldn't be the case. Well, me too. I think uh, it was the rain. The weather was very yeah. awful. There oh, was yeah. a bit of graffiti. I, I thought you were about to say you were getting talent scouted, talent I spotted. wish. Yeah, isn't you, that the You, you want to be in a movie? Like me? <laughs> I'm going to make you a star. <laughs> yeah, Hollywood. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, um, well, that's that's very nice. That's good. That's a good uh, good twenty four hours to do. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, most of my last twenty four hours has been spent uh, writing stuff for this episode. If I'm honest, so it's not that exciting, but it will hopefully make it uh, you know worth listening to. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Let's hope so. So yeah, we should probably also say. I mean, everyone's guessed by now, but we've scaled back a bit this year um mainly <laughs> mainly because like we've loved doing the stories but after 60 odd episodes i think we can genuinely say that we've done them all yeah. we've done all the stories uh there's yeah. like the big acts and stuff but 
we do like digging out the slightly less well-known stuff and uh definitely the last couple of uh couple of years it's been getting harder and harder to find a story worth <laughs> worth telling so you know yeah. we are, we love our love for eurovision will never die and i think we'll always have never. time in our lives for this special judgy wudgy session and if anything yeah. else comes up if we have any ideas of how we can talk about eurovision in any other way we absolutely will and also we have to keep doing this just purely so that i can remain BBC Three County Radio's go to Eurovision expert. Because if you stop doing the podcast entirely, they'll stop asking me to go on their radio shows. And I love it. So at least once a year, we'll do do this. I reckon that they don't update that list of of contacts for at least like every decade or so. So I think if we stop, you'd still have a good 10 years before they they sort of say... No, the most recent time the producer said when she first called me, are you still doing the podcast? And I had to go, yeah, yeah, we're just on a bit of a hiatus. We are doing an episode soon though. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, no, yeah. We'll we'll keep doing it just just for your BBC Three Counties connections. Uh, I do love that when they randomly just email us. Like they'll obviously email us like like around this time of year but occasionally just like randomly in november they'll be like do you want to come on and do uh, a bit about you yeah just vision? in the middle of the summer i yeah it's <laughs> genuinely be, I, in the past 12 months i think i've been on bbc three counties uh six or seven times yeah they'll have to start putting you on payroll well that'd be nice <laughs> maybe maybe um so for those of you who haven't listened to our semi-four-year episodes before welcome uh i don't know how many of you there are but um we are going to be going through all of semi-final one in this episode and then all of semi-final two in the next episode plus we'll sp- Split the Big Five and the Netherlands between uh, this mm. and the next episode as well. We're going to hear some of the songs, either because they're great or they're very much not, not great. And, <laughs> and by the end of these two episodes, we will decide, maybe unanimously this year, maybe not, who we think will win Eurovision 2021. Is there anything we else we need to do before we get started? Just that I love <gasps> you, Roland. It's nice oh, to see mate. you. It's nice to be I back. love you. <laughs> I love you too. It's really nice to be back as well. I did just remember something before we get started. I don't know if you're doing it because you're all healthy now, but I was going to open a bottle of wine. <laughs> all healthy now. Uh, I have had a health kick. Got an Apple yeah. Watch. I I exercise regularly. Wow. What's well, a shock to the system over the last couple of months. Um, and I've stopped smoking. I haven't had a cigarette in wow, almost wait. a month. Wow, wait, I feel like my intro is a little bit uh, false representation of you then in that case. But, uh, you know, who knows? Once lockdown goes off. <laughs> well, it's only recent. I've got a, still getting used to this little vape thing. Um, what? No, I, I have booze. No, I have booze. I haven't. Uh-huh. I can't open it on, on microphone because it was an already opened bottle of rose. I do have That's to work fine. tomorrow. So um, I have my favourite rose which is from Ooh. a shop in Penge, in Ponge, um, which is a French rosé. And it is so good that last summer when I moved down here, me and my friend Ellen basically cleared the place out of that <laughs> wine over the course of about three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is going to be this summer. Yeah, I can feel the, the need for rosé coming on soon. It's The sun's out over here. It's getting warm. Rosé needs to happen. Um, I've got a bottle of Malbec and it's not European Ooh. and... Uh, it is from Argentina, but you know, um, it's it's wine, and it's, it's going to make. It's, I haven't opened it yet. It's wine. It's going to make a noise on camera. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna pop it for old time's sake. You ready? Hold on. 
Oh, it's an awkward angle. Ah! Oh my god. Oh no, be spilled. <laughs> Spill on my on my shorts. Oh no, not your shorts. For the first time it's, in a year you're putting it on. I know, on. it's a sure sign of summer if I've got a bit of red wine on my shorts. <laughs> uh, here we go, let's have a listen. Let's have a listen, hold on. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it's like the good old days. <laughs> Except neither of us can drink as much as we did six years yeah, ago. Terrible. Things have changed, eh? Uh, <laughs> all right. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Cheers, Roland. Ooh, that was a nice dim. Mm. Mm. Um, okay, so uh, as I said, this episode, we're going to do all of semi-final one plus uh, Germany, the Netherlands and Italy because they're allowed to vote in semi-final one. And then the next episode uh, will be coming out on Wednesday just in time for semi-final two. But let's get underway. And we're going to do it in the order that they're performing in, uh, which could be, you know, it's, it's, it could be important to know. Um, so let's begin with Lithuania and the Roop with the song Discotech. Now, these, uh, these, this group, this group of people are one of the returning acts from last year and a very popular one as well. They did actually have to compete compete to win their national final this year as well um, and I feel like it's more than justified so they're a trio made up of Vajodotas, Robertas and Mantas and when they were asked by the Eurovision website what came first the chicken or the egg they simply answered amoeba uh, <laughs> their song mm, discotech okay. is <laughs> their song discotech is pretty simple it's about dancing on your own in your own home and it's probably the first of a lot of songs influenced by uh, the course of the last year. Should we start with a with a bang and have a little listen? Let's have a little listen. Breaking heart is breaking, have to let it go. I need to get up and put my hands up. There's no one here and I don't care. I feel it's safe to dance alone. Let's go and right and my There we go. That was the Roop with the song Discotech. Uh, Isabel, what do you think of the Roop and Discotech? So I'm into this. It is it's mm. fully my vibe. Very much liked them last year as well. I think I actually preferred last year's entry to oh, this. There's a real... Um, it's been interesting listening to the returning artists from 2020 who have come back for this year. Some of them have vastly different songs, for, for good or for better. Um, and some of them have uh, remained reasonably the same. Some of them almost identically the same. We will get to those acts later. <laughs> and the Roop is, you know, I think this is the Roop. This is their vibe. This is what they're like. It is yeah. quite similar to last year's song. It's very quirky and odd and fun. I don't think think the audience is going to be on board though whenever there's a quirky fun entry like this that we love and that i think a lot of the eurovision fandom adore because of its quirkiness the wider eurovision watching audience are not so on board <laughs> you know 
Yeah, I I agree. I think that I think that the song is it's not it's not a novelty song. It's a proper song. Um, no. And they are fun and like you say they are a little quirky. It's a little kind of hot chippy electro poppy kind of vibes. I I actually prefer this song. I think it's it's got more oomph to it. Um and and looking at the, I've been looking at the rehearsal footage uh, from on the Eurovision YouTube channel. They're giving out like thirty second clips, um, and the second rehearsals they're giving you the actual camera angles. And their staging looks pretty good. Their dancing's you know pretty on point. There's a couple of acts making use of uh, like a kind of super wide aspect ratio and lots of kind of flat on front shots that I guess was kind of made famous by Benjamin Ingrosso's Dance You Off. Uh, not that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it looks good. Um, I think these are one of the better ones using that technique this year. I think it will qualify. I'm, I'd be surprised. Okay. I would like, I would very much like it to qualify. Ooh. I very much want it to qualify for the finals. I just don't think that it will. Wow. Oh, wow. I've said this is... <laughs> look at us on the first one. Are you, uh, if you put this in the top five. I've said it will ju- <laughs> finish just outside of the top five. Um, wow. Wow. If it does, I think if it makes it to the finals, it will perform well. If I'm wrong about the wider watching audience, then it will do well. But I don't think I am wrong. I think you're. I think you're right. I think... For some reason, this is the sort of one that if it makes it to the final, it'll do well. But it it's a risk at, at the semi. Real risky. Yeah, Real risky. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm. Uh, we better move on. Otherwise, we'll be here for <laughs> forever. So let's go to song number two. Slovenia with Anna Soklic and the song Amen. It's the first of two songs with the same title and the number of songs with the kind of gospel, heaven, helly kind of vibes. Um, uh, she was meant to perform in Eurovision 2020 as well. There's a, there's a, lo- a lot of these ones that are returning. She was automatically selected to perform again this year. Um, she's actually been at this for a while. She, she tried to get into Eurovision back in 2004. Wow. According to, the Euro- according to the Eurovision website, she loves smoking cigars and has two cats named Eliska and Ruby. I can't tell if that's cool or not. That she likes smoking cigars or that she has two cats. It's definitely cool that she's got two cats. But <laughs> as a cat-owning sexy woman, is she... Yeah. Is it cool? I saw someone smoking a cigarillo yesterday and it 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 rattled me. I didn't enjoy oh, okay. it. Didn't enjoy it. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, this is her song, Amen. It's very gospely. And actually, I think it's worth pointing out at this point that this showcase is quite a big rule change this year this year the acts are allowed for the first time to have pre-recorded backing vocals which means that a lot of acts have taken advantage of this and have kind of thrown in full gospel choirs which which i think kind of has lent to this kind of theological themed yes. uh, focus for a, for a lot of the act, um, and it lends itself to that. What what do you think of this one, Ismail? This is this is the first of not vastly different from last year's entry, is it? I think mm, this is mm. better than um, Anna's twenty twenty entry, and I think the gospel elements will nudge it through the semis because it actually gets vaguely interesting <laughs> at that point yeah. but i'm nah don't rate it don't rate it i'm afraid uh, it's a non-qualifier for me mm. it's a hard non-qualifier I would, I would i would i would much prefer for this to drop out in the semis and for lithuania to go through yeah 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 um 
we shall see. I would, yeah, not surprised if this does not go through. But also would go, yeah, yeah right, yeah, it's nudged its way through because of that gospel. Yeah, bit. it's one of those songs, there's always, there's always a market for it, isn't there? All right, uh, let's move on to song number three, and it is Russia with Manisha and the song Russian Woman. So uh, this selection was actually a little bit strange. As we know, last year, Little Big were set to represent Russia, and they were very popular. Uh, this year, however, Russia was extremely quiet about their act, even as lots of other uh, of the other performers had been revealed. And Little Big even posted a few cryptic things on, the, on their social media, and it was sort of assumed that their announcement you know was imminent however with just a few days before the deadline was due russia announced that there was to be a national final and within a couple of days of that the final took place it was a bit of a technical disaster with uh there was it was it overran it got cut off halfway through yeah. for the news and uh manisha's last note got cut off at the end uh by the, the end credit animation oh. however she she did come through all of that to make it to eurovision and she's quite interesting herself she's T- tajikistan born um she's an advocate for lgbtq plus rights which in russia's something to be said what? uh have they she, but how much do we trust? Yeah. How much do we trust of the Russian Russian media? She's to she's legit. She's legit. Mm. She you know in in interviews and stuff. She's she's legit. She's a UN goodwill ambassador for refugees, um, which okay. is something she's familiar with because her family fled to Russia to avoid the civil war in Tajikistan. Okay. Um, and also on the website it says her biggest fashion disaster uh, she had was when she wore a fake butt on a date and her dress ripped apart. So oh, I'm, I'm going to go back to questioning her. <laughs> hey, women can wear fake butts if they want. You why know? would you wear a fake butt? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. Get it. Um, okay. So her song about Russian women, it's kind of a empowering half folk rap kind of thing. Uh, what do you think of it, Isabel? I put quite fun. Mm. But, you know, obviously... Putting Little Big's um, morals and standards and terrible yeah. elements of their their band members to one side and viewing it just on the song, it's no it's no Uno, you know. Yeah, they went from having one of the most watched Eurovision videos ever from last year's entry to this, which is quite fun. I don't think it's going to do particularly well though, you know, and that's from Russia who normally regardless of everyone's ill will towards the nation um do quite well and they do put forward really interesting um and good songs good songs most most of the time yep and this is i think it's fine yeah i i quite like it myself um but i can see how it might be uh yeah it might not it might not find an audience um yes that's the good that's good wording yeah if you if you listen to the studio version of this it feels it it feels really hollow and not that interesting i think her performance and this kind of live sound of it uh, makes a big difference um i i think it will qualify um, oh i think it will qualify i just don't think it will do very well i would i don't think this is going to get on the left hand side of the board interesting interesting i think it will be around 15th mm. which 
I always I can never remember where the left and the right change over. But um, there's 26 finalists. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's on the right hand side of the board. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, uh, let's move on, and we move on to Eurovision stalwarts Sweden with Tussie and the song Voices. Another very interesting performer. Uh, he's got a pretty amazing story actually. Yeah. He came to Sweden as a refugee fleeing the Democratic Republic of Congo and leaving his family behind in order to escape war. He arrived in Sweden in 2015 at just 13 years old um, and has remained in contact with his biological family and his dad uh, supported him during Melody Festival. And another very interesting performer, uh, Isabel. The, what about the performance, though? Is that a different matter? I think... Hmm. So it's a ve- it's a very Eurovision song, you know. Mm. You know what I mean by that. It's a very Eurovision song. Yeah. I don't think it's going much outside of the Eurovision box to you know too far. And if it was being sang by any other performer, I don't think I would be so interested in it. But because it's being sung by him, and because of his story, and because of his uh, his his outfits when he's performing it. He's really making a statement with mm-hmm. this song in terms of, you know, the story that you've just told in terms of his, um, uh, you know, moving from, from as, as a Congolese asylum seeker in, in Sweden and the fact that he is representing Sweden as a young black man mm. who I was looking earlier. There is no mention of his sexuality on anything that I have read. I have a quote on that, actually, that okay. I didn't mention, but it, he, he basically... He kind of he steers away from labeling himself anything. He's a he's an advocate for LGBTQ plus. He's got lots of gay and queer friends. Um, but he actually says, "I've always uh, seen personality before gender." Personally, I'm a little wary of putting labels on others, and also I'm not fond of putting labels on myself. Great, but that also means he's not labeling himself as straight either. And I think he is such an interesting performer that he makes this song interesting without him i wouldn't be i wouldn't be so fussed by it no the issue is though is that people watching on the night aren't they're not gonna know the whole story yeah obviously but this but they are gonna see a young black man in killer heels representing sweden representing sweden which is enough of a statement and enough of a story in itself yeah absolutely i think it's a qualifier i think it's gonna be one of Sweden's lower entries of recent years. Yeah. Um, I've, I've put it uh, just outside top 10. Yeah, I wouldn't put it any higher than that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I think good for Sweden for uh, introducing an act that's a little bit different. Um, but sad that the mummers aren't, aren't doing it. But there you go. They couldn't have, they couldn't have not done... Melody Festival, then could they? No, that's yeah, yeah. that's like cancelling yeah. Corrie. Yeah, <laughs> it is. All right, well, let's move on. And next up, we have Australia uh, with the performer Montaigne and the song Technicolor. Now, uh, this is a sure sign that we're not quite out of the woods yet with all things COVID, because unfortunately, due to the travel restrictions, Montaigne is unable to travel to the Netherlands this year. Uh, there were, of course, backup plans put in place where the artists unable to attend or if someone contracts coronavirus before the show uh, they all have a live recorded studio performance which will be shown and uh montaigne is currently the only artist having to do that uh, it's a real shame for her but i think the fact that 
there's only one artist out of you know all of them right now is pretty uh, remarkable so um montaigne is a sydney-based artist she's an activist an ent- entertainer a musician and uh, much more but is the song good enough isabel all things considered mm, no i'm um i hate to say this because montaigne seems like a really you know is a really interesting performer but just not my vibe i wasn't really a fan of last year's entry from montaigne and this is fun but i just i don't think it's going to do anywhere near as well as australia's previous entries and to say that they've had what this is now this is this their sixth sixth entry um yeah. and they had one kind of wobbly one a couple of years back but you know they've apart from that have done have done really amazingly got in the top 10 basically every time i don't mm. think this is going to resonate with the audience anywhere near as much as um uh catherine what's her name damien definitely he came second um sound of silence oh my god that song so good she is so uh. dull but that song was amazing <laughs> and catherine what's her name that did um uh, gravity a couple of years ago as well so oh uh, yeah I, I just don't think this is this has got the same punch to it i don't i don't think montaigne has the same punch to her she's interesting looking but yeah I, <laughs> is that, that enough, is that yeah. enough is that enough? I will say that, um, again, Eurovision YouTube posted a clip of her pre-recorded um, uh, performance. And I was interested, of course, to see that because, you know, is it just them in a studio or whatever? But it, it's a proper performance. And you could almost convince someone that it was on the stage because it's very it's like filmed in a very dark studio. So it's kind of like in a nothing space. Um, so I don't know. For the run of the show, I think it'll... Um, you know, it won't be too noticeable, but I think it will impact the vote uh, on a yeah. song that is already, as you say, kind of a little, a little questionable, or more than questionable, if you think, if you know, it, it, um, according to you, <laughs> I quite like it. It's this kind of ultra pop uh, genre. She, she never looks like she's having fun. Well, her she she's she's very she's been very active on uh, social media, and she has said like the whole song is about anxiety and oh, and great. kind of Jeez. you know and so, and so she said you can't really put a smile on when oh, you're when you're singing yeah, about all this thing. Yeah, but it's been a crappy past year. I'm I do begrudge any of the entries this year that have put forward something quite morose, you know, because <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah. we had a cancelled Eurovision, the first ever in the history of the contest cancelled Eurovision last year because of a global pandemic, which is still killing hundreds of thousands of people. Let's bring a bit of light to the topic. Come on, guys! Like cheer <laughs> everyone up, please. Song about anxiety. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. I don't think it will qualify. I quite like her. I quite like the song, but I don't. You don't think it will qualify? qualify. No, I don't think it will qualify. I think they'll. I think she'll get through because they're Australia. But I don't think it. I don't. It won't do well. If it does, it will be um, down with the UK for once. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a tough ask, regardless, because it's pre-recorded. But but there we go. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to uh, the former former Yugoslavic Republic of Macedonia, now known as North Macedonia. It's uh, Vasil with the song "Here I Stand." Um, we return to a gospely kind of song um, inspired by the trials and tribulations of the last year. Uh, Vasil was uh, chalked to perform in 2020 and he said that this song came from his feelings when the show got cancelled. 
Uh, it's you know it's great that he's back this year. What do we think of the song? Do we want to listen to it? I would love to listen to it. Yes. Interval. <laughs> okay. I'm obsessed with this song. Wow. So Vassal is, you remember last year, Vassal's entry was the amazing video where he was dancing with the woman wearing a scrunchie in her hair. And I said on this show last year, I said, it looks like at the beginning of the, the video, when he walks into a bar, he sits down, the barman gives him a drink. Yeah. I thought that he was going to start making out with the barman. Yeah. And then he starts dancing with a woman with a scrunchie. And it was all very not heterosexual, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. it was very heterosexual, right? Mm-hmm. All makes sense because <laughs> Vassal is a gay man, but he only oh. publicly, he's been out to his friends and family for a very long time, but he only publicly came out this month wow. from what I can see. Like just now ahead of the contest oh, has wow. publicly come out um, as being a member of the LGBTQ plus community. And the difference between last year's entry and this year's entry, when you when you basically allow someone to be the performer and the person that they actually are, rather than trying to make them look straight, and it was <laughs> so it clear that not. he wasn't because it was so awkward I love to that watch. You spotted that the bar man. Oh, from a from a mile off, I could have been blindfolded and you played the video, and I still could have spotted it. Uh-huh. I adore this song. I I I. I don't, I cannot even, you know, I maybe I'm going soft in my older yeah, years, maybe. but this song, when I first heard this, no, this is not a lie. The first time I heard this song, I you burst into tears at the end. <laughs> like floods of tears, burst into tears. And now every time oh. I listen to it, that second, the kind of about two thirds of the way yeah, in, I will yeah. start welling up oh. and I have to stop myself from crying. Oh. And I part of that I think is, you know, probably comes from the fact that, he is he is now being able to be his truest self in his performances but i think the song is just beautiful i think it's gorgeous and it is not morose like this is you know what i said a few minutes ago about i want things to be cheery and happy you watch the video you watch him perform he is having the time of his life singing this song he is absolutely loving every second of it and I honestly it's given me tingles now I love it so much yeah I've got I've got maybe one song that brought me to the edge of uh, of a tear you know a proper like lumping your throat well up kind of song Mm. I think that's a good sign for a song I think maybe his story is playing into it a little bit for you for you here but that's just my opinion um he yeah I I think it sounds a little bit like I wrote down it sounds a little bit like a Disney song but you know, people like Disney. Mm, I, I'm not going to disagree. <laughs> it is a little bit Disney esque. Uh, yeah. But I think it's going to. Perf- I think he. You know, he's like a child prodigy, like a singing prodigy. I think he's. I mean, the notes that he sings in this, he's going to be able to hold those notes That's on stage interesting. live. Yeah. He's going to belt them out, which is going to score extremely high with the judges because he's going to be note perfect every single step of this way. 
And so even if the audience, I mean, a lot of the world likes Disney songs anyway. And um, even if the people that don't necessarily like the Disney songs, you can't fault him. You can't fault his singing quality. I think it's going to be top five. Whoa, I have non-qualifier. Yeah. This is not, not... Shut your mouth. Yeah, I'm non-qualifier. So sorry. If this does not qualify, <laughs> I'm kicking off. I, it's, I, I've got the odds in front of me and it's almost second to last than the odds, mate. I'm sorry. I don't give <laughs> a crap. Well, the odds are always wrong. They the are always are, wrong until the very wrong. end. They are always, they are always wrong. wrong. Remember when they said that Italy was going to win with that bloody yeah, well, gorilla yeah, song? Yeah. Uh, and to be fair, yeah, I hadn't I hadn't thought about him hitting the notes on the stage. Uh, I have, I don't think I've actually seen uh, the rehearsal footage um, of of his performance, but that can, that could that could help a lot um, if he's as you say, no perfect. Um, but normally it's me putting things in the top five that you're saying non-qualifier, but it's, it's swap. Maybe you are going soft. <laughs> oh, I hope, I just, I really want his story to be wide, more widely known. I know, yeah, well. I didn't, I had no idea. I had no idea about all he of that. He literally, because I, I Google, I was I was searching, uh, Googling, because as soon as I started watching the video for this year's entry, I was like, oh, this is uh, much less straight well, than last year's. Well, it starts with a whole, a whole thing, doesn't it? A whole exactly. monologue. Exactly. Very it's kind like of, a monologue at the yeah. start. And it seems as though he's, he yeah, he has come out this month. Yeah, wow, that's amazing. Well, good for Vasil and, and, you know actually best of luck to him i'm quite i'm i'm backing him now oh if this doesn't qualify i'll be heartbroken oh i'm sorry i'm sorry well we'll all keep although it will save me crying in public yeah. <laughs> when i watch eurovision you absolutely next will. weekend sat at an outside bar oh, after a couple of which glasses of will 100 percent happen oh yeah i will cry if he wins i don't oh. think i'll ever stop crying no, well, i know obviously the odds are saying you clearly don't think that's ever gonna happen i don't think he's gonna win i don't think he's gonna win either but if he did oh my god i think my heart would just burst oh bless well mm. <laughs> before it does burst let's move on uh we are going to the green green grass of ireland is that a thing it is now uh <laughs> with Leslie Roy and the song Maps. So uh, Leslie, she's a proper professional pop singer. She's worked with the likes of Max Martin, Katy Perry, Adam Lambert. Uh, She actually lives over here in New York City with her wife, Lauren. She is a returning act from 2020. Uh, she's she's really she loves Eurovision. She's really into it. Uh, But Isabel, what do you think about her song Maps? Lovely Leslie. Lovely Leslie. Uh, it's one of the better Irish entries in recent years. It's very Eurovision. Very Eurovision. It's very Irish and very Eurovision all at the same time. I think it will do well. Uh-huh. I think it will get through from the semis. I don't think it's going to get knocked out. I think it will... When I say do well, I don't think it's going to be in the top 10. I don't think... When I say do well, I mean it's <laughs> not going to do badly. Yeah. It's not going to do badly. You know, and to say Ireland have really fluffed it quite a few times in recent years in terms of not even getting through the semis because they kept putting through these awful, boring, same boys um, for their entries. I think we said last year in terms of Leslie that it was, you know, it was good to... Yeah. They're putting forward someone a bit different for Ireland (laughs) this year. It's still not that different. The one thing that Ireland have done, well, I'm going to say have done well, they've done it once before, is uh, they've really come through on the staging with... um, When he had the dancing boys. The boy. Basically, he had had a a gay couple dancing on stage and everyone loved it. Um, So, you know, Ireland have, have upped 
you know, uh, up to their game with some of the staging. And actually looking at their uh, rehearsal footage, they're doing something really, really interesting. So they've kind of, they're playing a lot with perspective. So they've got like a camera on stage and in front of the camera, really close up, they've got like flip books and these little paper cutout sets. And then she's standing off in the distance so that it looks like she's in the set. Um, and it's it, it's really effective. I think there's been a there's a couple of like bits that they need to clear up in the in the rehearsals. But actually, it's it's interesting staging that's quite something I've not really seen before. Um, and the song is 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 fine. Um, so I think it <laughs> yeah. will qualify. I think it it will qualify. Yeah. And if it qualifies, it will do okay. Like you, I think it's right on the border yeah. of qualifying though. Um, but it's interesting, and I think good for Ireland. Good for Ireland, good for Leslie. All right, next up we have uh, an advert for shampoo. No, wait, it's Cyprus <laughs> with Elena Sagrino's El Diablo. Yes, it's the song that Christians across Europe were up in arms, um, very seriously claiming that it's a satanic worshipping propaganda song, whilst also featuring some very questionable product placement in the original non-Eurovision hosted music video. Um, what what my friend Matt described as jarring, jar- very jarring <laughs> product a, placement. A, a shot of uh, head oh and shoulders goodness. shampoo yeah. uh, halfway through. Very strange. But um, Greek-born Elena is a singer, a TV presenter, a charity advocate, and the voice of Smurf Lily in Smurfs The Lost Village movie. Uh, Isabel, should we have a listen to her song? Yes, please. All this spicy melts my icy edges, baby, for sure. Then now we're gonna dance in the moonlight, and then we're gonna do it some more. Mama, mama, see, tell me what to do. Do la, lo, la, lo, la, I'm breaking the Uh, there we go. That was Elena Sagrinu with the song El Diablo. Isabel, what do you think? Uh, yeah, well, what do, you, what do you think I think of this song? <laughs> what do you think I think of this song? It is another Cypriot banger to rival Fuego from uh, a few years ago. I don't think she's quite Eleni. No. You know, we've got we've got Elena this time. She is a little bit, a little bit budget, different. Budget Eleni, maybe? Oh, I wouldn't far, want to go much. that far. Well, but I mean, the, the, just the animal magnetism that came off a lady a few years ago. Jesus, that woman. Um, but it's a yeah, it's great. It's an absolute banger. Mm. This, there's no way this cannot be top five. Interesting in the contest. It is universally. I mean, hated by Christians, but loved by everyone else. I, I don't know anyone that I've played this song to yet that hasn't immediately gone, well, this is this is the, the greatest song. This is the best one, no. Wow. Not necessarily the best in Eurovision. I don't think it's going to win this year, but I think this will be maybe f- fifth. Interesting, fifth interesting. in the contest. Yeah. It's it's currently seventh in the odds. I know you don't. I know you don't listen to the odds. Don't trust uh, him. <laughs> I, I think, sorry, Stephen, who's our friend. Uh, yeah. He is a bookie who, who does this stuff. I do trust you. But, uh, um, the collective no. odds. Yeah, it's always the it collective always, yeah. odds. Yeah. Um, I think this might fall slightly lower than fifth, but like not lower than tenth. So between tenth and fifth. No. Um, it just it depends on the staging. I looked at the staging. It's a, it looks a little. They've got a big mirror and there's da- dancers. I think 
<laughs> they've got a big mirror. They do have a big mirror. Um, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of like four dancers in a row and lead singer like three steps in front of them. So that's only from what I've seen. They might have something else, but uh, I don't think the staging adds anything. But the song's already like very very good, so I don't think that's a huge problem. Um, but I like it. I like it a lot. She's great. Um, she she seems fun. I guess. <laughs> but there's not much more to add other than. No, it, it's a good song. They found look the Cyprus have found a route that works for them. Yeah, get an insanely hot woman absolutely to sing a highly sexy song that's a banger. You know, um, and get them to do a lot of dancing. I'm I'm happy if they just keep doing that every year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me too. <laughs> um, okay, well, good good for uh, Cyprus there. Thank you very much. Keep keep doing what you do. Uh, next up, we have Norway with uh, Tix singing "Fallen Angel." Now, uh, the name Tix. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. The yeah. Name, Keep going. The Keep name Tix came from when Andreas chose to take ownership of his experience growing up with Tourette's Syndrome. Tix uh, actually co-wrote Ava Max's Sweet But Psycho, and his favourite type of cheese is the kind you find on a Big Mac. <laughs> Thanks, Tix. Um, mm. So Tix has actually got a little extra publicity this week uh, because there's been lots of shipping and gossip about a, flour- a flourishing relationship between him and Azerbaijan's Effendi, uh, with them mm. even actually being placed next to each other in the green room. Uh, I'm sure it wouldn't be the first time that two talented, good-looking performers hooked up at Eurovision, and I'm sure it wouldn't be the last. But uh, just make sure to keep all COVID precautions in place, at least before the show. <laughs> um, so, Isabel, what do you think of Tix's Fallen Angel? This was the, um, the, the, the most baffled I've been through this <laughs> contest's um, entries agree. thus far. The song I think is is rather uninteresting yeah. in itself and the performance I just don't get it. Like is it when I when it first came on I was sat going is it meant to be camp and funny? I don't know yeah. if they've changed this now ahead of the live. No. The nope, no, no no okay good. No. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I did I, I thought is this what is going to happen here? And then it didn't get camp and funny. It was just very odd. If he wasn't dressed like that and they still had that performance of all of the the demons around with the chains. Should we describe what it is? Do you want to describe what it yes, is? Yes, sorry. Okay. So if you haven't seen it already, I would recommend that you have a look at it online. So it's Tix stood in the middle on this podium in a fully white outfit with big angel wings. But he also has on a lot of chains, sunglasses. Bling. A lot of bling. So he's like a a trashy white gangster angel, right? And then he's connected to chains, which are being held by these black demons, which are on podiums surrounding him. Yeah. So you see what I mean? You you, you start watching it and you go, oh, is this going to be camp and weird? No, it's just baffling to watch. It's not camp. It's If he wasn't dressed like that, I think there could be, if it was someone else performing it and not dressed like that... It could have been quite interesting, but it he just comes across like a bit of a tit. He does, like, yeah. He look, he doesn't. He, he just seems completely unlikable. Yeah, he doesn't have like a pop, he doesn't have pop star quality to him, which like no. would maybe he'd get away with it. But he just seems like a, a bloke like doing a joke, like uh, karaoke thing on a Saturday night. 
exactly it looks like he's it looks like this is a joke to him yeah which i don't think it is because he is a proper pop writer and he you know why why is this their final and also the 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 devils or the fallen angels around him i thought when it started they were like dancers but it kind of seems like like they're his mates as well because they do not look like dancers they move around very strangely it's very the weird the song is thing like is, i would say the song is average kind of that's what i mean yeah. average, it's it's perfectly uninteresting it's not it, there's nothing it's not a terrible song no it's not the worst song in the contest um but the performance for me immediately knocks this out of the of the semis because it's so awful to watch but i also think that's why it's like you said i completely agree when you said baffling because it's not clear that he's taking the piss either so it doesn't fall into like campy fun wink wink like rule in on it no it doesn't fall into he's taking the piss and doesn't actually give a shit so it's just like very weird choices i haven't seen him perform anything else i don't know if like that's his thing and it's kind of weird but okay but yeah, it's it's weird. I think it might qualify. I don't want it to, but I think it might. Just. No. Okay. <laughs> I don't I don't see it happening. If it does, there's something very wrong with okay. everyone. Okay. I don't it makes me feel uncomfortable. I can't I think because of all of the reasons you've just described that it's just none of it quite makes sense. It doesn't. I find it very uncomfortable viewing. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope that that's how everyone else is going to feel as well and go oh i don't want to watch that again actually i don't i don't want to see that a second time it's weird it's weird uh well let's let's move on let's not think about it any longer so i've uh, made this mistake many times it's not albania next but it is albina representing croatia performing the song tiktok she's kind of, she's a little bit nothingy if i'm honest uh, she performed at the interval act in the croatian national final last year which is where she uh, the co-writer of this song saw her eurovision website doesn't even ask her what her favorite cheese is or anything so <laughs> um <laughs> let's just let's just get through this next bit what do you think of the song tiktok i think the chorus is quite fun the verses let it down which means that overall the song is fine yes fine again not the worst song in in the contest but by no means a winner absolutely not a winning entry i also found the video to it mm, mm, so i feel as though croatia haven't fully got the memo around diversity and inclusion and how we make this more prevalent ah. in what we are doing in our everyday lives so the majority of the the, the video she is just surrounded by a bunch of very skinny white women ah. um and the few people of color that are actually included in it are all stood together grouped oh, together no. in, a, in a kind of more <laughs> urban urban quote unquote oh, urban no. group of people oh. um uh, which was just Not, it just it just it's screamingly obvious now you can't you can't yeah. you can't get away with elements like that now no. because it's so obvious in comparison to other eurovision entries and just you know media as a whole that we are consuming now the people that are doing you know that are 
are being diverse and inclusive in in their content creation and those that are just chucking a couple of you know just chuck a couple of black people in at some point and then it's fine which i feel as though that is what croatia have done in this video which made me enjoy it even less i think she's a bit lifeless uh, well that i think that's the whole thing is she's a bit nothingy she's a bit yeah of a she's not an, ex- an interesting performer no no I think it might qualify. I don't, and I don't think she's going to be good live. I don't, have you heard her sing live? Uh, I only heard the 30 seconds of the chorus, which isn't particularly taxing to sing. Um, but it, I think it was fine. But uh, yeah, I think it will qualify just because it's like up-tempo. I think it will as dancing. well, yeah. Um, I will, uh, we don't need to go on about her much longer. I will. This is what, one of my three themes that I wanted to talk about though is, is exemplified quite well with this staging, with the rehearsal footage of this one. Um, and a lot of people have been talking about how many acts this year have gone with a pink and blue lighting screen, uh, lighting mm. scheme, which is normally lighting schemes are not the most interesting, but just the sheer amount of acts that have this lighting scheme, there are a lot of them. And that lighting scheme is actually um, famously known as bisexual lighting. Do you know about bisexual lighting? Yes. Yeah, I so do, yes. There's loads of examples in movies, TV and music where the colours pink, purple and blue are used when there's something bisexual happening. Um, it, it's a kind of weird <laughs> phenomenon, but it's definitely a thing. So... For all you bisexuals out there, apparently this year is your year at Eurovision because that, that color scheme is used Hallelujah. a lot. Um, so you know, good good for good for pink, blue, and uh, purple, <laughs> and bisexual lighting. Um, all right, let's move on. We're going to move on to Belgium with Hooverphonic and the song "The Wrong Place." So, um, Hooverphonic are a group that have been around for more than twenty-five years, um, and the lead singer for this performance was part of the group from nineteen ninety-seven to two thousand and eight, and decided that Eurovision would be the right time for a reunion. Now, this is Belgium, who showed so much promise with one of uh, Euroforia favourites, City Lights, back in 2017, but then failed to qualify twice in a row. Isabel, do you think that this will do any different? Will this qualify? Uh, uh, there's no way. There's no <laughs> way this is getting through the semis. Wow. Absolutely not. No. This this was one of my first that I put on my no-go list. It's getting knocked out. The video has the worst acting that I have ever seen. It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> Um, and I, I couldn't even hum you two bars of this song. I've completely removed it from my memory already. It's interesting because we've always said that there's always a country song that comes from that part of Europe, one of those countries, Denmark or wherever. Um, and there isn't really one this year. This is kind of the most countryfied, and it's not very countryfied, yeah. but it's just a band with kind of guitars doing a mid-tempo song. Um, uh, there's always an audience for that, but... Looking at the state, looking at the staging, they're not doing. They're just standing around. I don't. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think there's an audience for this. <laughs> okay, <laughs> not for this. Um, no. <laughs> they they might be helped because they've been around for a while and people know their name. But I don't. I don't think. Who knows enough. their name? People in Belgium do. Right, yeah, that's true. People in Belgium, they can't, can't vote. vote for yourselves. No, that's true. That's true. Well, no, this is. I think they've they've done a they've done a wrong one here. Uh, okay, well, they, I mean, they need to up their act because that's three years in a row now. They've not qualified. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not good. Belgium must do better. Okay, next up, we have 
Eden Elaine with the song Set Me Free representing Israel. Now, we know that political situations do tend to worm their way into the contest and there's not much of a bigger issue right now in terms of European and Middle Eastern politics right now. But to give Eden her due, it's worth reviewing just the song on its own merit. And Eden is returning. Uh, Eden is a returning performer from last year. I remember we actually were pretty big fans of, of her song then. Um, yeah. Feke le bir, if I remember rightly. Um, Eden was born in Jerusalem. Her mother immigrated from Ethiopia. Uh, she's a trained ballerina and famously started being... <laughs> Famously started being sent lots of pasta strainers because she meant that mentioned the flying spaghetti monster when she was taking part in X Factor in Israel. Um, this what? <laughs> no, nothing you just said made any sense to me. Yeah, don't, don't we don't need to oh, go into it. No. Um, this is a, an empowering breakup bop that could also be seen to be about leaving 2020 behind. Uh, Isabel, I think it'd be worth having a listen to this just for one particular yeah. moment towards the end. Definitely. That them was... whistle tones <laughs> exactly right yeah she really she really goes for it i love also that she hits the whistle tone and then goes oh wait i'll i'll, I'll do one better than that and go even higher uh so that's pretty good and again there I've... are very few people in the world who can do that you know that is why such a big deal is made out of mariah carey is made out of ariana grande because they can do that and insanely well and that is a feat to achieve yeah and and i've been watching the rehearsal footage and she's hit that note every time as well so uh yeah she's she's not messing around so uh isabel what do you think of the song and what do you think about israel's uh chances this year I think the song's amazing. I love this song. I think this is such a strong entry um, across the board in terms of this year's entries. How do I view Israel's chances in the competition? You know, I, I think with everything that's been going on because of the recent escalations in the Israeli government's attacks on Palestine and the, the, the you know, the global backlash now that is happening so you know this is so much more than ever before in terms of the conflict that's been going on between you know in in, in Israel and Palestine uh, for, for you know so many years now for decades now I th- I feel for Eden mm. because I think that is going to have an impact um on her success I don't think it's going to knock her out I don't think it's going to prevent her from getting through to the finals this is a fantastic pop song she deserves to be in the finals I don't think this is going to... I think it will impact how highly it places her on the board, though. You know, we we talk about how when people use politics as a reason for why the UK doesn't do well every year and it's really frustrating because actually we just put forward really crap songs. And you look at Russia, who the majority of the world hate as a nation, and yet they regularly get into the top five, top two. You know, they're battling it for the top spot year in, year out a lot of the time, really putting forward putting forward really strong entries. So you could argue that 
actually the political sway from the audience doesn't really well they don't have much sway it doesn't impact things too much but i think with this being so in the zeitgeist mm-hmm. as the competition is going on potentially is going to damage things you know a lot of people have been calling for the ebu to remove israel yeah. from the competition this year yeah. completely yeah. um so i do feel for eden i don't think this is going to do as well as it should do because this is a fantastic song and she is an insanely good singer. She is, yeah. And we really liked her song last year. I think I, I yeah, I think there's two different kind of aspects to that political stuff. I, I completely agree. I don't think there is this kind of ongoing, ever existing, oh, we don't like this country for no, no reason that really exists against the UK, against Russia, against no. whatever. But when there are moments of conflict within Europe, um, you do see an impact of that Russia's act getting booed uh, when they were on stage uh, a few years back I mean the whole Ukraine versus Russia um, uh, competing towards yeah. uh, when when Ukraine won um, I think had an impact as well um, and yeah I think that I don't think Eden's going to get booed it doesn't seem like she's kind of as much of a uh mouse piece no. for for the israeli government as perhaps some russian acts have felt felt in the past but um, yes i would agree with that i think yeah. it, it will make people less inclined to pick up the phone and and vote for for israel yes but i think eden will qualify um i think that uh she will finish around 15th uh to 12th Mm, uh, yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. I would even. Yeah, I would be. I mean, I would be surprised if she finished as high as twelfth. But she deserves to finish a lot higher. She deserves a spot in the top ten. You know, close. Cl- but that's not going to happen. Yeah, you hope that maybe it's the start of something bigger for her that she can take outside of representing just Israel. Uh, okay, so we're going to move on to the thirteenth performance of semi-final one. Uh, with Romania and Roxon performing Amnesia. Um, This is one of two Billie Eilish types performing this year. She was set to perform last year with the song Alcohol You, but is back this year. She has seven cats. Isabel, what do you think about the song? (laughs) Oh, instantly changed my mind about it. Um, I'm not, you you know me, I'm not, uh, I'm not fussed about angsty entries. I mean, I've already said I'm not into anything that morose this year. I I wouldn't say this is necessarily morose, but it is angsty and uh, I ain't got the time for it. I don't think it's going to do that well. It's a little teenager. I don't think it's interesting enough. Yeah, I think it is too teenagery for Eurovision in terms of the wider audience that's watching it. Um, I think if you're going to have it something that's teenagery it needs to be more poppy to win the crowd also it's jammed right between eden elaine and effendi from azerbaijan matahari which is two big bops um it's gonna get wiped out loud dancey songs um you'll forget about it Yeah, yeah um there's not much more to say about it really um it's definitely the lesser of the two eilish alikes um, but we'll get to that later. So we'll move on. As I just mentioned, next up we have Azerbaijan Effendi with the song Matahari. Um, she was meant to perform in 2020 with the song Cleopatra. Uh, and she even references it in this song where she says, just like Cleopatra. And uh, let's be honest, this one is pretty similar to her last song, which is fine. There's, there's no rule against that. Um, 
But Azerbaijan have actually had a bit of a middling run of late with some sort of good standout songs. I think this one could be similar, um, kind of noticeable, but middling. But what do you think, Isabel? You know when discount stores make <laughs> knockoff versions of brand name products like Poundland. So if you are a non-UK listener, we have a discount store in the UK called Poundland where most things are a quid, right? Not everything now because they do sell some other stuff. But they have fake Toblerones that are, they look like Toblerones. The branding looks like Toblerones almost, but they're called Twin Peaks and they have to be different enough yeah, to yeah. not get sued, right? Just different enough to get it across the line and be able to have it in production. But you look at it and you go, that's a Toblerone, except it's not. Like you get like action figures of adolescent, freaky, ninja tortoises. Absolutely. Yes, exactly that, right? This song is the Poundland knockoff version of last year's Azerbaijan yeah, song. Yeah. It, they they couldn't enter last year's song, but they liked it so much that they just made it again, but a little <laughs> bit different. different a teeny, teeny, tiny bit different enough so that it got past the EBU's rules. It, it's... But it's like having a fever dream listening to one and to the other. They are basically the same song. So she references last year's song, like you mentioned, she references Cleopatra. They have chanting in this song, as they did in last year's song. It's it's a mirror, it's a mirror, you know, replica, basically. Just a bit different, the same but different. Well, and to be f- to give to be fair to them, it's not an easy thing to do. Uh, I'll I'll talk about it a bit later. Like you know, the acts that have come back and delivered a good song. You know, that, that's that's not the easiest thing to do. But it does feel quite lazy that they've they've just. It feels really <laughs> lazy. You can like we said talked about the Roop earlier. The Roop have their vibe. That's their thing. You know, it is quite similar to last year's because that is their bag yeah. as a group you know that's their their sound this is not a Fendi sound this is the same song that they've just made a bit different for this year it's super lazy in comparison to the other entries that have gone away and done something different and put forward you know a new sound or a new vibe or from a same artist obviously it's difficult but so work harder it, but, it'll get it'll get through the semis right because a lot of people haven't wouldn't have heard Cleopatra which is a shame no. it was quite a good song I think Cleopatra was better than this one. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Cleopatra was great. Uh, or at least like, you know, very good, very fun. Um, but yeah, I, I think a lot of what we're talking about, about it ripping off Cleopatra doesn't really impact a lot of people who ha- who haven't heard it. No. But it's lesser than that. It is a lesser version. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll qualify. Yeah. Same. Um, all right, let's go to the winners of the 2016 show, Ukraine, and their post-apocalyptic techno folk song, Shum, performed by Go A. Ah, I think it's Go A. Ah, uh, or Go A. Go underscore A. Uh, so <laughs> Go A ah have been around since 2012, and they specialize in combining folk sounds with electronic music. Uh, and lead singer Katarina sings using the uh, white voice technique, which usually mm. makes an appearance one or two times a year. Um, 2019, 2000, Tulia, that was Poland's entry, Poland, used yeah, it. That was good, yeah. yeah. Uh, Katarina has a cat named Kat, so that's something. Uh, <laughs> so, Isabel, what do you think about this song? 
So again, this is this is very similar to last year's entry um, by the same by the same act, uh, and as you mentioned, a very specific sound in, in terms of that to that singing type. I like that type of singing. I really liked Poland's 2019 entry because of that, but I it's 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 real marmite, you know in terms of people either really get on board with it and really enjoy it or it's like nails on a chalkboard to them and I've got friends who are big you know big Eurovision fans and have very eclectic musical tastes and absolutely cannot bear to hear this type of singing because it just hits them in the wrong way so I don't think it's going to do well but that disappoints me because I actually really like it Mm. Uh, yeah I I actually I don't think I was a big fan of their song last year, but actually I um, I do really like this song. I think that I think that there are more elements to it than than a song like Poland's song, which was very heavy on the very voice focused technique. on that type of vocals. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas actually, yeah. like if you came away from this song and said, "What's one thing you would talk about about it?" I think it would be the kind of tempo increasing and the um the tin whistle and the very heavy drums which i think is actually like pretty effective and i think i think it's also works it's got similar vibes to kind of iceland's bdsm theme song from two years ago but it doesn't fall into the novelty act quite as much um so i think it kind of no. it, it balances a, a good line then um so yeah, I like it. I think it'll do I think it'll do all right because it's not so heavy on on the white voice and it kind of that post-apocalyptic kind of vibe works. It's quite cohesive in terms of that sort of theme. See, I'm not sure it's going to qualify. Oh. I want it to. I really enjoy it. I really like it, but I don't think it'll qualify. I think it, it that um I don't think the audience on mass enjoys that type of vocal. I think it's going to go top 10. Oh, I would love to be proven wrong. I think it's just, I think it's like, it's, it wakes you up. It really does when it keeps getting faster and faster and faster. Um, actually, if you want to see something cool, watch their second rehearsal footage on, on YouTube. So a, a bit of drama from this week, Katerina actually fell ill. Um, and because of the protocol, she had to go into quarantine. Um, and she had a stand-in for their second rehearsal, which is like the full rehearsal. So their stand-in was this random student from Belgium, I think. <laughs> um, and they had very little notice she, that she had to go and perform. This is not an easy song to sing. One, the white voice technique. Also, it goes very fast and it's not in her uh, native language. She hit every note and every word of the song. Um, it, it was so impressive. And when apparently, you say they had a Belgian, they just what just pulled someone out the crowd. Well, no, like people are, uh, <laughs> people are like on call. Like they, like they have. Why? Well, you know, so she's practiced prepared. the song. She's then. Pra- yeah, sure, she's practiced right. it. But you know, but uh, Sorry, it was so I'm impressive. Still impressed. I'll still. Be uh, yeah. Impressed. Apparently, the Ukrainian delegation has, has invited her to join them in their green room for the semi-final. Oh, which fun! Is nice. Yeah, so that's good. Oh, that's nice. But check it out. It's, it's quite impressive. And also, she like everyone else because it's all post-apocalyptic they're all in costume and she's just in like a a jumper and some trousers (laughs) it's quite interesting (laughs) to see Um, but that's good yeah I think I'm hoping top 10 alright so we are going to move on to number 16 the last of the performances from uh, semi-final one and it is Malta with uh, Destiny and the song Jumikas 
fan favorite Destiny. She's also a returning artist. Uh, she also won Eurovision Junior in 2015. She's been on Britain's Got Talent. She's been on X Factor Malta. But Destiny's dream has always been to represent Malta at the Eurovision Song Contest. This song is a clapback empowerment electro swing jam, which I'm sure does give UK listeners some feverish flashbacks to electro. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, those two words yeah, uh, should never be placed together. <laughs> Shall we have a listen? Yes, absolutely. Ladies, if you feel like tonight, it's alright. It's All right, that was Destiny with the song Je me casse. Isabel, tell me what you think. Tell me what you feel. <laughs> I mean, it's one of the favourites to win. It is. It, they are the PR machine behind Malta this year is really going for it as well. This is this comes up at least once an hour on Spotify ads. Oh, wow. Yes, I'm cheap. I don't pay for Spotify. Um <laughs> But it means I get to hear the adverts, such as this. Ah, I didn't Literally know that. on the hour, every hour. It's hi, I'm Destiny, and don't forget to vote this, you know, this wow. month at Eurovision for Jim Cass. And then it plays a clip of it. Uh, so they are going for the, it's definitely the most commercial song en- entered this year in terms of you could hear this on the UK charts and not question you wouldn't think that it was a quote unquote Eurovision song. Um it's great fun. Electro swing, as you mentioned, does make me feel a bit sick. <laughs> uh, just hearing those words, <laughs> which the electro swing bit of it, not for me, but it's a great song. I understand why it's one of the favorites to win. It's an absolute bop. My gut says that maybe it's slightly too similar to Netta to win, though. Maybe the Eurovision audience has already had that you know amazing curvy woman singing an an empowering song about being a woman we had that what three years ago um as a winning entry so i don't know if it's going to end up being put it's a very different song to netters it's a very Mm. different song they're very different Mm. performers similar topic um but yeah, the similar vibe, I don't know if it's going to be slightly too similar. You do say that though, but I think we've got a very good chance of the winner being very similar to at least one winner from the last four years because we've got like European rain, classic we? jazz, yeah. which is Port- Salvador and France. We've yeah. got Empowerment Bop, Israel and Malta. Switzerland's one this year is exactly the same as uh, the one of the Netherlands last year. And I mean, Iceland is the same as Iceland, which would have won last year as well. So, <laughs> so you but know. But that's saying that one of those four will win. Well, no, they're just like, they've been in the top four. They're not necessarily top okay. four in the odds now, but... Uh, you know I think that you could say that about lots of the yes favorites. okay yeah okay yeah I agree but, I but agree. I, 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 I this is great if this wins absolutely deserved and good for Malta that would be fun this oh yeah real fun for Malta if it didn't win though I wouldn't be jaw on the floor oh my god I cannot believe this didn't win Eurovision this year it's a great bop 
Um, but I think there is, it does have competition. There and is I, competition. And I'll be honest, that that clip that we listened to is my favourite bit of the song by a long way. The, that The last minute of the song, I think, is pretty, like, pretty perfect. You couldn't ask for much more. Um, I, I, I think the electro swing sounds very dated. I think it sounds very it like is. 2008. Like it was dated when we did it. Granted, our song was not the same as this, but it was dated <laughs> when we did it. And it's dated. It's a little bit questionable. They could have got her to just do that last minute of the song for two more minutes before, and it would have been <laughs> killer. Um, uh, yeah, it, that's the thing that that makes me think it's not going to win. It, it it has also slipped a little bit. It was top oh. for a long time. When all of the songs came out before the rehearsals, it was top um, for about a month. And then the rehearsals came and there were a couple of issues, one oh. about around her costume, which I don't know if that makes a big mm. difference, but the, oh. generally the performance and it slipped a bit. It kind of went down to fifth and up to third and everything else like that. So... Yeah, we'll see. Because her singing isn't so strong. No, her singing's good. I think her singing's okay. great. I think it's it's the the, the stuff wider other staging than the singing. Yeah, okay. the staging. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's there you go. That's what I mean. That fits quite well with my with my review then. Yep. If it wins, fair play. If it doesn't, I'm not going to be gobsmacked. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, I could see it going fifth, um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't say much lower. Oh. Oh, hang on. Oh, this is strange. Uh, on my list, I've got one more, one more entry. Is there? <laughs> oh, yeah. It says, it says it's from the microstate of Clinton Hill. That's strange. Clint- Clinton Hill? Where's that? Yeah. The- oh, hold on. Yeah, it's me. It's me. I've got, <laughs> I've got one more song, Isabel. <laughs> you got an entry oh it's been building inside of me i've i've you know been listening to all these songs over the last month or so and i've had to i've had to let out some creativity and and compete mm. with the big boys as well mm. so so i did actually want to write two songs but i've got one uh because ironically this song is all about procrastination um, <laughs> you know i think uh coming out of this uh this kind of slowed down year People are, you know, people are expecting lots of things to really pick up. But I think, I think we don't want to rip the Band-Aid off too quickly. So I've written no. a song celebrating procrastination, advocating the benefits of solo procrastination and mutual procrastination. So this mm, is a song called okay. Do It, open bracket, procrastinate, close bracket. <laughs> Made a list of all the things I've got to do Then crossed it out cause I've been only thinking of you Of you, of you, of you It's true Got you in my field of view Will you put me on your list at number one? Or is there actually a lot that you need to get done? Get done, get done Well hun Procrastinating can be much more fun Do it, I wanna do it Work it, I wanna put it on Take it, so shall we do it Make it, cause I don't wanna stop Cancel out of your plans, clear out your schedules and Procrastinate with me
brackets procrastinate close brackets from the microstate of clinton hill <laughs> isabel what did you think of do it procrastinate <laughs> roland <laughs> oh it's been a long time hasn't it <laughs> that is better than the majority of the entries we've just listened no. to. No. Oh, yes. you're too yes. kind. You're too No, it kind. is. You can tell that we, we have both grown up since we first started doing this podcast. That's a much more um, uh, grown up song wow. than you put forward previously. Still very fun. Yeah, fun. Still fun. very silly, mm-hmm. but, but much more grown up um, uh, musically. Yes. Does that make sense? That's very nice to hear. Thanks very much. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I've had a year to do not much else but, you know, play around with music. So, uh, you know, that was well, also all the other stuff, life and work and that. But, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thanks. I love it. I think that's one of your best yet. It was a li- it's a little rupee listening to it. Um, it is, it's, a, um, it's very George Michael. Oh, interesting. I actually... I listened to a bit of George Michael to kind of come up with some, but it it wasn't what I was listening to at the time. That's interesting. I like that. Mm. That's good. Mm. Yeah, like the more late nineties, early noughties George Michael. Let's go outside esque. Will it qualify? We <laughs> that will it qualify? That's straight through. There's oh, no way that's not getting mate. through the semis. Oh, There's well, no way. That's all I wanted. We don't we don't even need to know where it'll end up. It qualified. It's qualified. That's what you wanted. Microstate of Clinton song. Hill represented. There's 100%. I think that's going to do in this year's contest, which it is definitely entered into. I think that's going to be the highest. I think that's going to be one of the highest, um, highest uh, placing entries from a microstate we've ever seen. Wow. That's saying something because San Marino could do quite well this year. Uh, well, wow. thanks very much. That's. 
<laughs> that is uh, lovely to hear. And actually could be relevant because of the news about America Vision, which we're not going to go into, but you know. But you're definitely going to start working be, for them and writing songs for many of these. Could be my opportunity. That's your in, Roland. Uh, <laughs> All right. So we're still, we've still got some more actually to do this episode. Yes, there's more because we are doing three of the big five plus one um, because they are voting in the, uh, semi-final one. So we have three. We are going to start with Germany with Gendrick and the song I Don't Feel Hate. I've written nothing about Gendrick. I didn't think we were going to uh, do anything about them, but then Isabel reminded me that we don't just play the good ones on this show. <laughs> 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 so so yes. we're going to listen to this one, right, Isabel? <laughs> yes, we are. I don't feel hate. I just feel sorry. So you can make it me to think that it'll never make it back to you. I don't feel Sorry I really don't care that you want to bash me Can I, I just want to say, right, I feel like it's such a cheap shot making a song that shit be about like oh well you can't talk shit about me i'll i'll get go i'll do well anyway i'll be fine anyway but it's like no we're not criticizing you because we hate you it's a shit song <laughs> so you can't be like oh i told you so knobhead <laughs> it's so twee it's, it's so twee so awful oh. i i do feel hate I do feel like I feel hate directed, <laughs> so targeted at that song and Gendrick, I'm oh. afraid. Like he cannot feel hate. Cool. I, but you are that what it, that's a hate crime a hateful what he song. has just done that is a hateful song he doesn't feel hate because he's pushing hate onto on other people else. onto everyone else by creating music like that they are so lucky that they have automatically made it through to the final because yeah. there is no way that oh. that song would get through the semis and actually germany again you know going back to how much the uk is critiqued for our musical choices at eurovision Germany is just as good an example as the UK as to why the big five should have to compete in the semis or, you know, or we scrap the big five altogether kind of thing. Germany put forward terrible options <laughs> on a yearly basis. I personally really liked um, 2015 song Big Smoke. It's still on my playlist. It didn't. It did not do well in the contest at all. They had a top five entry recently, a couple of years ago, maybe. Not really my not really my bag, but Quite fair like use to Germany. Last year's as well, Ben Dolich. I know you weren't as much of well, a fan, but this it is, was no no no, this is this is what I was gonna say actually. That this is Ben Dolich last year I felt was a really clear turning point for Germany after I mean, none of us will forget Sister by Sisters oh. <laughs> in 2019. One of the worst songs that, was really that year. That was really bad. Um, really, really uh, awful to sit through. And then they put forward Ben Dolich last year. And actually to start off with, I wasn't so keen on it. Listened back to it a few more times and we went back to it again recently. 
Violent Thing was a bop, you know, that was, that was a tune. That would have performed really well for Germany last year had it been able to be entered in the competition. I thought that was, was a turning point for them. Clearly it is not. I don't understand how they can go from last year's entry to this now. This is embarrassing well, for them. And, and I'm, I'm at this stage over here. So, uh, you know, we, we, I said, I wasn't, well, I don't want to, I know everyone's in different places at the moment, but um, a lot of my friends over here are full vaxxed. And so we're having a gathering and I'm at, I'm at the situation where, you know, a lot of my American friends over here maybe have only seen one before because I've shown them it. And you know it's a bad song when I feel like I would want to distract them so that it doesn't damage the <laughs> reputation of you. So Eurovision. they don't judge Eurovision yeah, based on because this song. A, a yeah. lot of the other songs this yeah. year are really good, really like kind of uh, contemporary pop songs. And this just really drags down everything and makes it seem like it's like, it's a fucking kid song or I don't even know what. It's not even a kid song. It's lower than that. It's bad. Bad. It's, pa- it's painful. The video, the actual music video is painful to watch. And watching that little snippet from the staging, the live performance was just as painful. I, re- I, I cannot, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm speechless. <laughs> I'm, I'm so irate, I'm speechless. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened with Ben Dolich. I can't remember if he decided to go separate ways. I think he's put something out saying like, oh, I've, I'm ready to take on, different opportunities or something but it sounded a little bit like they'd gone in a different direction but why would you if well you they the went choice, in the wrong direction, the wrong direction. this is i think the worst entry if it doesn't come year. if it doesn't come last something dodgy's going on there's some vote rigging happening if it, it doesn't come bottom i of don't board, know that it'll it come last so appalling there'll be some twee knobhead somewhere who'll like it i don't know i don't know I don't know who he is. Is he sometimes, an influencer? Sometimes the audience comes through, though. I, I mean, we'll get to this when we actually get through to Spain. But remember with that awful boy, sorry, oh. from a few years ago, the do it for your lover, do it for you. <laughs> and we hated it with a passion. Yeah. And yeah. that came that, that came, came last. That, that came did, through. I don't think that got any points that at awful all. Boy. I don't that know. Awful it was boy. so terrible. <laughs> so sometimes, sometimes the viewing public really knows their stuff you know they can spot a wrong and just resent that it's in the final uh, like i resent said, i resent it yeah uh oh man there should be like oh i tell you what would be good if one of the top five were rejected every year that would at least for being so bad <laughs> that would at least give some like impetus to try you know one of the top five they still have to pay that all the money that they pay but they get rejected if they're really shit um, yeah, that would yeah, be I good. like that. Mm. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's move on uh, to the host country, the Netherlands. It's Yangumu Crew with uh, "Birth of a New Age." Um, so Jangu has made use of the backing vocal here again. Uh, you know, being pre-recorded. I don't have loads to say about this song. I like Jangu. Jangu, he's he's interesting and nice and and does, makes interesting music and gorgeous and gorgeous you missed uh, out the fact that he's gorgeous <laughs> i gorgeous. fancy him a lot um i think i preferred jiangu's song last year but i think both i agree make, gonna make a mark it's an interesting song it's a different song uh it's not something mm. you hear much of but um uh, i really like it yeah I, I really like him and i really like his performance 
performance of this song. Um, I think it's beautiful. It makes me feel very warm inside yeah. listening to it. I don't think it's going to set the world on fire. But actually, um, but actually, in the complete opposite to Germany, this is quite a nice example of them putting forward something that probably wouldn't have made it through the semis, but is an interesting and nice song to have in the final. Um, yeah. So it's you know taking exa- taking advantage of their kind of ticket to the final. Yes, and also you know. Most countries don't want to win two years in a row. You no, know, it's a lot. Exactly. Especially expensive. after a pandemic. Especially after an almost hosting they and then effectively to hosted again. twice already. Yeah. Yeah, it's very expensive for them. So quite often you can see when the host nation really doesn't want to win again, they will put forward a real bad song the next year because they do not want to be even in the running. They don't want a sniff of it. And I don't think the Netherlands have done that. This is a good song. It's He's a great performer. It's a really interesting song. Like you said, if they had to compete this year, maybe it wouldn't get through the semis. I think it probably would, but I don't think it's going to... Um, they're not it's not going to win it's not a winning entry but it is still a great um it's still a good entry they've still put effort in they still have a great performer it's a good song they've put time and effort and thought and clearly you know a lot of love into this song which is good to see good for them thanks netherlands uh and lastly for this episode we are going to Italy, maybe one of Isabel's favourite places, probably because it's full of androgynous, sweaty, skimpy clothed rockers like these guys. Uh, it's <laughs> no! <laughs> current, current number one favourites to win. It's uh, Maniskin. Shut up. Uh, no, nope. No. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to stop you there, Roland. The bookies... Stephen, again, Stephen Cass, you are wonderful. And this is not directed at you. And I'm pointing you out because you are a good human. But every year I get so annoyed with the the stupid odds that are put against Axe that they are not going to win. We can get, sorry, we can get into this. They're not going to win Eurovision. They're not going to win Eurovision. Well, so... They're not. Let, do not even attempt to argue with me about this. They are not going to win Eurovision. <laughs> so, it's Maniskin with Zitia Buoni. Are <laughs> uh, you probably you can probably pronounce that better than I can? Uh, they are about Zitia Buoni. Zitia yeah. Buoni. Shut appears. up and be, shut up and be quiet. Good. Yes. Um, <laughs> so. They're banned. They've been going since 2018. Oh, no, since 2015, I think. 2016. Uh, you know, they tour and that, and that. We'll have a little listen. It's the favourite. You can't not listen to it. Oh, yeah. We'll have a, we'll have a listen. Ho scritto pagine e pagine, ho visto sale e poi lacrime. Questi uomini in macchine, non scalare le rapide. Scritto sopra una lapide, in casa mia non c'è Dio. Ma se trovi il senso del tempo, risalirei dal tuo brio. E non c'è vento che fermi la naturale potenza. Dal punto giusto di vista del vento, senti le prezze. Con all'incera la schiena, ricercherò quell'altezza. Se vuoi fermarmi, ritenta, prova a tagliarmi. Oh, Isabel! Isabel was complaining about about that that clip that I showed. Isabel, you are you? Oh, you're so offended by these images, man. You're so caught up in society. Why don't you just loosen up, man? Oh, man. I'm such a square, <laughs> aren't I? 
<laughs> so that was Maniskin. Um, so Isabel's made her thoughts quite clear already. What do you think of no, the song? No, 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 I haven't. I haven't. I've made my thoughts quite clear about the bookies odds, okay, okay. about where people are, you know, what's predicted to win. That's what I'm making my my voice clear about. I'm, I'm, you know, I was a little rock chick when I was in my mm-hmm. teen years. I've got a lot of love for the rock acts that come through. There was Italy and there was, there was actually two rock entries mm-hmm. this year, which is very rare for mm-hmm. Eurovision. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have both been added to my, you know, one of my Spotify playlists and not, not my Eurovision one. Oh. My, so this is some insider info. All of my Spotify playlists are um, one word. They are named after a woman connected to that genre. Interesting. Right. So I so I will give you some examples. I have Donna. What do you think Donna is? Donna Summer. That's disco. Loads of disco. Loads, loads of, of disco. disco tunes. Absolutely. Yeah. Good. Um and nice. this one has been added to my Courtney playlist. Courtney Cox our cat. That's exactly <laughs> who it is. Famous rock star, Courtney Cox. Okay. No, Courtney, Courtney Love. Love. Courtney Love. Courtney Love. So these have been added to my Courtney playlist, right? I think it's a great, it's a very commercial rock song. This is the best rock song that Eurovision has seen in a long yes. time as well. Yep. Normally the rock acts that come in, you kind of go, oh, the Eurovision audience is really going to hate this. Rock does not normally perform very well. We know obviously Hard Rock Hallelujah won, but that was a very gimmicky <laughs> act that came alongside it, which is most likely the, the reason behind that. If that had just been a bunch of blokes on stage <laughs> singing, it would not have won that year's contest. As I said, this is the best rock song that Eurovision has seen in a long time. So I see it doing well. It is not, it's not going to win. A rock song is not going to win Eurovision. The year after Eurovision was cancelled. Yeah, that's, that's it's not. fair. I, do, I don't think it will win either. I've put this, I've put this as coming, I think it will come first. Why are you winding me up earlier then? Well, it's the bookie's favourite. You can't do the bookie's favourite. <laughs> <laughs> they were on X Factor as well. They are a very commercial rock Were they bands. really on X Factor? Well, it's Italy, Italy, Italian X Factor. Oh, it's, yeah. Italian X Factor. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think they're very, they're charismatic. They've got stage presence. But I, yeah, I agree with you. I think it won't do, it won't connect with enough people, as you say, after no. after a year of not good, not great stuff. I don't think it will connect with enough people to win. And it's not that novelty enough. You know, I mentioned uh, Iceland's, uh, bondage song um, mm. earlier you know that was kind of heavy but it captured some imagination because it was kind of uh, a whole thing um, it's a good song I, you know I'm this isn't normally my vibe either but I, I've listened to it a couple of times and, and I like it I like their vibe I like their kind of unapologetic angry angsty kind of teeny kind of thing um, I think it will come third. I think it will come third, and I think it won't be. Wow. I don't think it will be that far, but um, I don't think it'll win. I don't think it will. Mm. I see it just outside the top five. Okay. Yeah, that's probably that's that often happens, doesn't it? You get one that's either like first or second that ends up being seventh, um, mm. and they're a little bit disappointed. You can see it in their face. Uh, uh, all right well that's it for part one so this episode uh, will be going out the day before so uh hopefully you've listened to it if not um we might be completely wrong who knows (laughs) but uh yeah we're gonna be back on wednesday with part two um so tune in then for what we think of the rest of the songs do we have anything else to add before we go 
What nice to be do? back. Nice to be back. Isn't it good? Uh, Isn't all right, it good, then. Good, eh? Eurovision. Thanks, everyone, for listening. <laughs> we'll see you in two days. Goodbye. Bye.